Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, a PNG Rugby League team forms to support West Papua. The Fiji Olympic football team steps up preparations for Rio. And the Rinzi team recaps some of their sporting highlights from 2015. But first, Namala Ulu Alama Idemir says after 10 years as an assistant, he's ready for his biggest challenge yet as head coach of Manu Samoa. The former Samoa and All Blacks midfielder was confirmed in the role at an SAU board meeting on Tuesday, replacing Stephen Beatham, who resigned after a disappointing World Cup campaign. It will be the first head coaching job for Namala Ulu, who was an assistant coach with Manu Samoa for the past two years. It's obviously a, a privilege and an honour to coach the, the Manu Samoa team. Uh, being a former player as well, I understand the, uh, the responsibilities that goes with it. So, pretty excited about the challenges we have ahead, but definitely looking forward to getting stuck in. Obviously, you're uh, well grounded on uh, the Samoan setup with your role with the high performance and as an assistant coach for the last couple of years. Uh, what have you learnt in that time? Yeah, I suppose the biggest thing for me, many uh, is uh, you know, Samoan rugby has been going through a change in the last couple of years, some pretty major reforms and restructuring, and uh, to be part of that uh, moving forward is uh, certainly something that I'm pretty keen to be part of. Now, I know times have been tough in the last uh, few months or so, but certainly beyond that, we're looking pretty positive and uh, very excited. There's a lot of people that want to actually get in there and actually make a change, and that's where I fall into the equation as well. So I'm pretty excited where we can uh, take Samoan rugby. There will be challenges, and I understand that, but uh, we're pretty positive about the future. You obviously were an assistant coach at the World Cup, where you know a disappointing performance for the Manu. Uh, what responsibility do you take from that? And obviously... A lot of people will look at this appointment and perhaps connect you with that. So uh, what's going to be different about uh, a team under your leadership? Leadership starts from the top and right through the whole organisation. We'll definitely obviously go through the review and address some of the, the lessons that came out of that. From my point of view, leadership really starts with an understanding of high performance and making sure we implement that right through all the teams that are at the elite level. That's something I'm really excited to be part of and having that background, I suppose it's something that I'm pretty keen to stand by very early in, in my role. So certainly looking forward to it and uh, there are a lot of good people that have done some good work for the union and that, but I suppose I'm coming in to actually start something new and uh, something fresh and exciting for Samoan rugby. From your perspective, uh, Alama, you've been an assistant coach in Japan, in New Zealand and with Samoa, but um, this is your first head coaching role, so uh, an exciting step forward uh, for yourself as well to be able to put your own stamp on a team and take that next step in your career. Yeah, that's correct. And that was the whole reason why I, uh, I wanted a head coach's uh, role. I've been doing it for a very long time, so I'm pretty sure I'm well prepared now to actually take on the head role and uh, something that I'm really excited about. I've got some good people that are, that are pretty keen to help out as well, and it's going to be enjoyable. I know it'll be tough at times, but that's the whole point of this appointment. You know, I'm, I'm always keen for a challenge, and it's something that's very uh, dear to my heart and I'm pretty passionate about. So do you expect to have some uh, experienced faces behind you or some, some people you know well that will help you in that setup? I think it's very important that you get the right people and the right quality uh, to actually uh, take the organisation forward. So certainly something that I'm looking forward to is making sure I get the experience and the, and the quality people that can move the whole organisation forward. 
both management wise and coaching wise so certainly needs some high performance and that's something that I'm pretty keen to actually bring in. And so it's a four year contract is it until the next World Cup? We're actually going through the details now Vinny so um, it's all pretty fresh now so I'm just pretty buzzed out to actually get the opportunity and uh, we'll go through all that probably in the next few hours. <laughs> Were you aware of any of the other applicants? Uh, yes I was aware of the other, of the other applicants so I was, I was a little bit nervous but I suppose I'm I'm pretty relieved now that I've got the job. You mentioned that the uh, tenure hasn't been confirmed yet how long. Um, I guess that could be dependent. Uh, obviously, you still need to qualify for the next World Cup, so that next year or two with that Pacific Tri-Nations, which offers a guaranteed place or two, that's obviously going to be crucial. That is, and that's uh, certainly one of the strategic plans that um, I'm pretty uh, prepared to actually put forward. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you've got to make sure you actually do the job and qualifying for the World Cup is very high on that list. Also making sure that we get our right development plans going forward is, uh, to actually develop our coaches and, and certainly our player base. That's always a very critical part of Samoan rugby. But certainly from my point of view, getting the players back on board and then earning the trust of the people and all the stakeholders, the easiest way to do that is to make sure we perform and qualify again for the World Cup in the next couple of years. That's the new Manu Samoa coach, Namala Ulu Alama Idemia. A rugby league team has formed in Papua New Guinea to raise awareness about the ongoing human rights abuses in West Papua. The West Papua Warriors is made up of players from PNG's Digicel Cup domestic competition and also features two players from West Papua, the Indonesian province. Team captain Talakami says they will take their message to the world stage in February when they face the Philippines development side in Sydney. It started around August time when we heard that there was going to be a um, nine tournament being played in Port Moresby. There's been a group of us that have always been supporters of West Papua and it just came to us that maybe we should put in a team that would sort of represent West Papua but more to raise awareness about the cause. So once we did that, we went and approached the West Papuan community here in Port Mosley, the, the leaders, and just spoke with them about it and they were really, really amped about it. So it just kind of grew from there. So you guys have already played together as a team? We played in the National Men's Tournament over here, ended up, I think, eight. Out of 64 teams, so it was, a, it was a good performance by the boys, especially for our first tournament. It's going to be our first 13 game, so it's, it's definitely exciting for everybody involved. So everyone in the team are actually Papua New Guineans, or do you have some people from West Papua? The majority of the players are Papua New Guinean boys. Uh, there's two West Papuan boys in the team. Um, we're currently speaking to a couple of boys in West Papua that are keen to uh, hopefully liaise with us. West Papua is more of a soccer nation. The rugby, they play in union. The league isn't really a big thing in West Papua. So hopefully, maybe to West Papua Warriors, we can then establish a, a rugby league competition over there. So this match is about promoting, obviously, the cause and, uh, I guess, raising awareness about the issues in West Papua, not necessarily about winning a rugby league match. It's a bit of both. The players are, you know, everybody in the team, are, you know, they're competitive rugby league players and everybody wants to win. Yes, we do want to promote the cause, we do want to promote the issue, but, I mean, we also understand that at the end of the day, press and media and people love winners, you know, people like teams that win. And you're always going to get noticed if you, if you play well and if you, if you win games. So I think winning is definitely important, but it doesn't overshadow the, the bigger picture, which is promoting West Papua. What sort of level have some of the players in your team played at? Does anyone play at a good level in PNG? or majority of the Digital Cup players, which is the national kind of equivalent to the NRL here in PNG. So because it's the off-season right now, most of the players are, yeah, uh, are free to play in various other tournaments.
for the upcoming game against the Tamaros down in Sydney. We're also recruiting a few more boys, so we're trying to bring in a couple of guys with international experience that played um, for Kumuls and uh, they've also played overseas. So just to strengthen up the team, because like, like I said, we do want to go down there and put on a good performance. So the match is going to be in Sydney in February against the Philippines Tamaros, an international team who, uh, as I understand it, have quite a bit of money behind them. They've been... Uh, very keen in the last couple of years to get a lot of international matches under their belt, so uh, yeah. it's going to be a good test. Yeah, it's going to be a really good test. It's actually against the A side, the development side. Their main team is going to be playing against Serbia, so we're like the curtain raiser. It's going to be great exposure for rugby league in general. They're trying to bring all the different nations together, so I think it's great for the game and it's great for all the teams as well. That's the West Papua Warriors rugby league captain, Talakami. Fiji's Olympic football hopefuls will get the chance to press their case for selection next month on an extended tour of Spain. Fiji qualified for Rio after winning the Oceania Regional Tournament in Port Moresby in July. The former Fiji under-20s coach Frank Farina has taken charge of the side and says he's looking forward to taking football in the country to another new frontier. I finished up after the Under-20 World Cup and um, look, I was approached by the President I think in September or August after they qualified whether it be by default or problems that happened with New Zealand. He approached me to come back. Look, I had a great time with the 20s and I thought, well, not doing anything, so why not? This is fantastic. That confirmation has come through and you are indeed heading to the Rio Olympics. I mean, that in itself, you know, we, we talked about during the Under-20 World Cup what a milestone that was for Fiji football and then the Honduras game and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, going to the Olympics, it's, it's kind of next level. Well, it is, especially for a country like Fiji. It's absolutely fantastic in terms of development of players and, and coaches and, and football in the country. So, And as I said, you know, sometimes opportunities come your way, which you don't expect in terms of Fiji football. And, and this is one that, you know, we're going to embrace and try and make sure we move forward and, and keep doing well. And as part of your preparation for that, a very thorough tour of uh, Europe, of Spain uh, coming up for the boys. Yes, we fly out on the 13th of January for a five, six game tour in Spain. So that's the first time any Fiji football team would have travelled to Europe, in particular Spain. So that's been really fantastic. And, and I'm also looking at possibly a, a trip to Brazil as well in, in April, where there's a training camp there specifically in Sao Paulo for Olympic teams. Hopefully that will come about. And then uh, obviously preparation prior to going to the Olympics. So it's an exciting time for Fiji football and and I think for Oceania football, it uh, doesn't matter whether it's New Zealand going, Fiji going, whatever. I think it's great for the region. And in terms of the makeup of your squad, you've just completed a camp. No doubt there's a lot of people very eager to be a part of your final squad. And I guess for those three overage players uh, that eventually get decided, uh, Roy will obviously be one, uh, presuming he's fit, but... Uh, those uh, spots will be even more hotly contested. Well, yeah, look, I put it down to two spots because, as you say, if Roy is fit, he will be one. There's no doubt about that. I'm actually taking five overage players to Spain out of the 22-man squad that that, uh, is going to give everyone an opportunity to show what they can do. But there's only two spots up for grabs as long as Roy Krishna is fit because, you know, he came to Vanuatu recently and, uh, you know, I was very impressed with him. I've been very impressed with him when I was coaching in the A-League. So he will be one of the players. But there's two spots up for grabs and over these tours, I'll be giving other overage players the chance to step up and show if they can be selected or not. With your background with the under-20s and obviously now you've got the under-23s, presumably a few of those guys have filtered through and you're in charge of the national team as well. So you must have a a pretty good uh, head around uh, the the whole scene up there now? No, exactly. And look, there's a large contingent of under-20 players that will be involved. We're looking long-term here. 
I'm only here for two years in terms of my contract, but what I want to set up is that you know we don't waste the opportunity that we had in New Zealand with the under-20s, with all the experience those boys gained, not only from the World Cup, but the preparation, that we don't waste that. So there will be a large contingent of younger players coming through in this under-23 squad. I think it's the way that you have to go if we're building for the future, not just for the Rio Olympics. We're, we're looking at not even the Nations Cup, but we're looking at the Nations Cup you know, in another three or four years' time. You said going into the under-20 World Cup, I guess your sort of mantra was being realistic and, and not sort of, you know, going over the top with expectations and, oh, you know, we're going to win the tournament sort of thing. Now, what are your expectations as you prepare this team for Rio? To use one word, it's to be credible, to just be realistic about what it is, but don't embarrass Oceania. Let's make sure that we can show that we deserve to be there and just compete and don't embarrass ourselves because, you know, in a lot of previous World Cups throughout Oceania with under-17s, under-20s, Teams have been beaten badly, you know, and we got beaten badly by Germany, but I thought we played quite well. So, you know, the mantra really for Brazil is let's be competitive and credible. That's the Fiji football coach, Frank Farina. And this being our last World in Sport for the year, I gathered together some of the Rinzi team and asked them what their sporting high and lowlights were from 2015. First up, Barry Guy. The high, perhaps for me, Vinny, of course, was the Rugby World Cup and the uh, All Blacks' success there. Uh, uh, in hindsight, you look back at it and I can't help but think that they were the best prepared, uh, most organised team there and the behind-the-scenes staff did uh, uh, such a great job, which is a very good sign for the future of uh, the All Blacks in, uh, in that tournament. And the fact that they've managed to get over any mental issues they may have had from 2007, perhaps. So congratulations to the All Blacks. That, that was my high. Perhaps one of the lows uh, for me away from rugby. I'm sure you're perhaps going to mention uh, Jonah Lomu's uh, death uh, at some stage this morning. Was the New Zealand football team at the Oceania Series. Uh, and Declan wins ineligibility, uh, South African. And uh, he didn't get the proper clearance. And uh, Fiji went on to win that tournament and go on to some FIFA events and just the fiasco around that and how football New Zealand perhaps didn't put the amount of preparation or the work and that that was required and um, that was very disappointing. Uh, well for New Zealand as it turned out it was uh, perhaps a good thing for the rest of the Pacific so uh, th- those were my highs and lows on the and then one other high course was uh, uh, working with you and doing sports talk Vinny so thank you very much and have a good Christmas shouldn't and, lie at Christmas <laughs> and, and to you yes the highlight of your week no doubt uh, well yeah I mean as you say that Declan Wynn scenario became a, a massive high for Fiji they're now going to the Olympic Games which is you know a massive thing uh, they'll also have a, a sevens team there in men's and women's uh, uh, the sevens of course winning the World Series earlier this year I mean that's a genuine gold medal prospect for Fiji. They've looked pretty good in the first two tournaments of the new season and that'll be one of my highs from the Pacific region. Uh, just what uh, Ben Ryan's managed to do with that team in two years. You know, He's got a lot of disadvantages that you know we have here in New Zealand in terms of set up and finance and whatnot but you know the raw talent and, and just perhaps giving them a little bit more structure and you know a gold medal for Fiji in 2016. It's not impossible. Uh, Koro Vakauta is also with us, um, Tongan correspondent, so to speak. Uh, well, <laughs> what's, uh, any, anything uh, standing out for you? Funnily enough, uh, Tongan teams don't feature in my highlights this year, but um, probably in my lowlights. I mean, 
Barry mentioned the World Cup. The World Cup was uh, probably notable in the Pacific sense for the lack of success from the three teams represented there. But I guess a highlight from that World Cup tournament was the uh, Fijian lock, Nakawera. Leone Nakarawa. Yep, uh, making the uh, world team, you know, that was uh, posted uh, straight after the tournament. So that was a bit of a highlight. But for me, um, two moments that kind of, they're slightly random perhaps, was uh, the Fiji under-20 football team. Um, they had a, a result in Christchurch. We all watched it here in the office. It was remarkable. Was it Uruguay? Or? Against Honduras. Honduras, of course it was. And um, that was, no one expected that win, and that was amazing. A bit of a ride there for them. And, um, yeah, that was probably the highlight for me was that, and from a New Zealand perspective, the uh, Cricket World Cup, really, that was a, a great ride and a journey for everyone um, fan-wise to get on board with that. And at the risk of turning this into a Fiji fest, um, just touching on cricket there, uh, uh, Fiji's under-19s are heading to the World Cup next year, uh, which is the first time a Fijian cricket team has competed in a World Cup at any level, so that's a, a big step for them. Previously, PNG have been at quite a few. Moira Tuilipa-Taylor is also with us. Uh, Moira, what's, uh, what's stood out for you this year, perhaps? Definitely the Rugby World Cup, believe it or not, I actually watched it this year. Not so good for Manu Samoa, but hopefully they'll be back uh, better and stronger, and that's if they qualify for the next Rugby World Cup. To be determined. Yeah, and uh, Lydia Ko, wasn't she just amazing this year? That's another top performance. And also the the Fiji Sevens uh, women's team getting into the Olympics. I mean, that's just wonderful for the Pacific and for women who are keen to get into the Sevens game, which is, you know, really, really popular now in the Region. I think too there um, are a lot more Pacific players in some of those overseas countries so it will certainly give the Pacific region a, a time to shine at, at the Olympics as well so that would be quite good too. And some of the smaller sports, uh, some of the other things notable from the Pacific, uh, tennis, the uh, men's Davis Cup team from Pacific Oceania uh, earned promotion uh, I think up to uh, Group uh, 2 um, so that was uh, a step for them. Uh, a couple of years ago it seemed like uh, they weren't going to continue because they'd had a number of years of disappointment. They were in the bottom group. Um, but uh, finally, uh, you know, they've earned themselves a promotion and uh, uh, they've got a few young players now. Hefe Kelly from Tahiti is one of them. He's been spending some time here in Auckland in New Zealand um, improving his game. So uh, they had a lot of ageing players and now it actually looks like the future's quite bright and there's already a number of talented uh, female uh, tennis players in the region. Uh, Steffi Carruthers from Samoa and the uh, Teddy Apisar twins from PNG. Uh, and uh, a few others as well. So uh, tennis looking like it could be on the up in the region. Kurovaku, you've mentioned uh, some, I guess, lowlights for the Pacific region. Is there anything more uplifting from there or anything else from maybe the smaller sports? Someone that came to mind, actually, and this is kind of being a a long time brewing, is the potential is emerging of, of Joseph Parker. Over this last year, he's starting to get raise a few more eyebrows with his feats in the ring. Um, he recently had a, another um, impressive knockout, and so he's one to keep an eye on. He's being well; his management have been talking him up as a potential world title contender, and uh, he's also been to Samoa a couple of times as well. So I think he's a name to watch out for the future in terms of Pacific talent too. And of course, next month Joseph Parker will be fighting in Samoa. Mm. And of course, speaking of Samoa, we've got to mention the All Blacks' first ever game in, in Samoa. Surely yeah. that was a highlight as well for the whole, whole region. And that was the Rimsey team reflecting on some of their sporting high and low lights of 2015. And that's the World in Sport for this week and the year. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.